Thomas and Friends Story Time. Dinosaurs and Pumpkins. Spooky Stories, starring Thomas and Salty the Dockside Diesel. Based on the railway series by the Reverend W. Audrey. Created by Britt Allcroft. Read by Mark Morahan and Friends. This episode is brought to you by HarperCollins Children's Books. Parents, make story time the best part of your day with everyone's favourite number one engine. New titles include All About Thomas and Thomas Goes on Holiday. The latest Thomas and Friends stories are available wherever children's books are sold. Each title sold separately and subject to availability. And now it's story time. This is the story of Thomas the Tank Engine's friend Marion. The railway steam shovel who loves to dig. The only thing Marion loves more than digging is talking about digging. Marion is bubbly and funny and has a whistle that sounds like this. So now you've met the hero of our story, let's begin our journey. All aboard for a big adventure. Marion and the Dinosaur. Marion loves to tell her friends about the time she dug up the bones of a big dinosaur. And whenever she was digging, Marion always hoped she'd make another dinosaur discovery. One day, Marion was busy digging on a siding when Thomas passed by. Hello! Marion was startled. She had been thinking about digging. Hello, Thomas. I didn't hear you sneaking up. In front of me? probably should have seen you too. Thomas liked Marion. She always made him laugh. (laughs) You're funny, (laughs) Marion. Let me know if you dig up anything exciting like more dinosaur bones. Oh, I will. Marion went back to digging. Thomas was on his way to make a delivery at Ulfstead Castle. As Thomas approached the castle, the big drawbridge began to open and the Earl's two steam engines, Stephen and Millie, appeared. Look, lively Millie, we're on! (gasps) Call the Earl! Call the Earl! Stephen and Millie hurried over the drawbridge. They both looked surprised to see Thomas. Oh, hello, Thomas. Stephen looked puzzled. We thought you were an important shipment from the mainland. The Earl told us to look out for it. Thomas told Stephen and Millie he had brought some plants and rocks for the garden. Stephen looked disappointed. No, that can't be the important shipment. It's a surprise. We don't know what it is, but it's something big. Something very big. As Thomas was uncoupled from his trucks, he wondered what the big surprise might be. That night, the stars twinkled up in the sky above Marion. She'd had a very busy day digging and was sleeping soundly on a siding when all of a sudden she was woken up by a strange noise. Marion listened carefully. She thought the noise sounded like a steam engine chuffing along the line. But when she looked, she didn't see an engine at all. (gasps) Marion saw huge dinosaurs moving along the track. Oh, it's impossible. It's a, it's a dream. It's a dream. Marion closed her eyes to try to make the dream stop. 
Go away, dinosaurs! Go away, Dream! Marion opened her eyes and looked around. Everything was quiet. The dinosaurs had gone. Oh, I didn't think that would actually work. <laughs> Marion wasn't frightened anymore and she went back to sleep. She was sure that the dinosaurs had been a dream. <coughs> the next morning, Marion was very sleepy as she went back to her digging. Then Thomas arrived. Hello, Marion. Oh, oh, Thomas. Oh, you surprised me. <laughs> Sorry, Marion. Thomas laughed, but Marion looked very serious. No, Thomas, it's not your fault. I had a bad dream last night. I woke up and saw dinosaurs, real live dinosaurs, moving along the track right here. Now Thomas was surprised. Dinosaurs? But dinosaurs aren't around anymore. I know. Dinosaurs lived a very, very long time ago. Millions of years. Thomas laughed and puffed on his way. That's right, Marion. It must have been a bad dream. But the next night... Marion heard what sounded like another engine coming. But when she looked to see who it was, Marion saw the dinosaurs again. Dinosaurs? Dinosaurs of all different shapes and sizes, with long necks and spikes on their backs and lots of sharp teeth. Marion closed her eyes, thinking this must be another dream. Wake up, Marion! Wake up! Wakey-wakey! Come on now, wake up! You're dreaming again! <laughs> Marion opened her eyes and looked again. But this time the dinosaurs were still there and they were getting closer. No, you're not dreaming. Now Marion was really frightened. She started to reverse up the line away from the dinosaurs as fast as she could. Look out! Steam shovel coming through! Marion raced along the track and up the hill towards Ulfstead Castle. But every time she looked, the dinosaurs were close behind. Dinosaurs on the loose! They're everywhere! Inside the castle, Stephen and Millie could hear all the commotion. They hurried outside to see if this was the Earl's special shipment. Millie, get some steam on! Call the Earl! Call the Earl! The big delivery is here! Then the two engines saw Marion racing towards them. Help! Help! Dinosaurs are chasing after me! Marion steamed past Stephen and Millie across the drawbridge and into the castle courtyard. Then Millie saw the dinosaurs too, towering above the trees and getting closer. Stephen, she's right! They're coming up the hill! Stephen and Millie both rushed back into the castle. <laughs> Marion, Stephen and Millie hid in the castle courtyard. Outside they could hear a puffing sound. Marion whispered to the others. It's the dinosaurs. You can hear them breathing. But Stephen wasn't so sure. Oh, that sounds more like a steam engine to me. Then they all heard a familiar voice. It was the Earl. At last, my shipment has arrived. 
Marion, Stephen and Millie came out of the castle. Outside they saw Samson, the steam engine, pulling into the platform. And on Samson's flatbeds were four huge model dinosaurs. This was the Earl's special delivery. Well, would you look at that? <laughs> they really are dinosaurs. Samson and the flatbeds of dinosaurs pulled up beside the Earl. Marion moved closer to get a better look at the big model dinosaurs. Oh, don't be frightened, Marion. Dale reassured her. They're not real. Marion chuckled nervously. No, I'm, I'm sure I didn't think they could be. You don't usually get real dinosaurs around these days. Exactly. That's why I've decided to build a dinosaur park. So people can come here and see what these magnificent creatures actually looked like. <laughs> Dale knew how much Marion loved dinosaurs, and he had a special job for her. But in the meantime, I'm going to need you to keep an eye out for any more fossils and bones around the island. Marion couldn't believe her luck. The Earl had asked her to dig for her favourite things. Dinosaurs! Oh, yes, yes, yes. You can count on me, sir. In fact, there's probably some more lying around the quarry. Or the clay pits. Definitely the clay pits. And with that, Marion hurried off to start digging. <laughs> Looks like someone is back to her old self. Yes, Marion certainly isn't scared of dinosaurs anymore. In fact, you could say she really digs them. <laughs> <laughs> the end. This episode is brought to you by Day Out with Thomas Events. Parents, get ready for a day of adventure. Day Out with Thomas is heading to a station near you. Jump on board for a train ride with Thomas, meet Sir Topham Hatt, enjoy live entertainment and so much more. Visit dayoutwiththomas.co.uk for tickets. Today's story is about Salty the Dockside Diesel and how one of his tall tails frightened the other engines. Salty loves being by the sea and can usually be found shunting trucks at Brendam Docks. Salty has a horn that sounds like this. So let's begin our story. Flatbeds of Fear It was a foggy day on the island of Sodor as Thomas puffed into Brendam Docks. A cold wind was blowing in from the sea, making the fog swirl around. Thomas thought the swirling fog made everything look very spooky. Salty the dockside diesel was shunting trucks, while Cranky the crane was loading large metal pipes onto flatbeds for Thomas to take to the shunting yard. As Thomas puffed towards them, he heard a strange, eerie sound. What's that noise? Salty smiled at Thomas and chuckled. Ah, <laughs> that'll be the flatbeds of fear, Thomas. The flatbeds of fear? What are they? Salty loved to tell tales, so he started telling Thomas a spooky story. Well now, me hearty, 
Long, long ago, an old engine was puffing along the tracks, pulling three flatbeds, when suddenly his coupling snapped. Ah! And the flatbeds rolled away. Now the flatbeds roll the rails, a whistling and a wailing, and looking for an engine to couple up to. <laughs> so, me hearty, beware the flatbeds of fear. They might come rolling after you. <laughs> Thomas had never heard of the flatbeds of fear before. They sounded scary. Cranky loaded the last of the pipes onto Thomas's flatbeds. Enough of your tall tale, Salty. Thomas has work to do. Off you go, Thomas. So Thomas was coupled up to the flatbeds, and with a peep of his whistle, he was on his way. Salty called after him. Watch out for the flatbeds of fear, Thomas! <laughs> you never know when they'll come rolling by! <laughs> Thomas puffed on through the fog, with the pipes behind him on his flatbeds. Then suddenly, he heard the strange sound again. What's that? Thomas looked around. But he couldn't see anything that could have made that eerie noise. Emily and Henry were at the shunting yard when Thomas arrived with the delivery of pipes. Hello, Thomas. Thomas told them all about the mysterious sounds. I've just heard the flatbeds of fear. The flat who of what? The flatbeds of fear. Salty told me about them. They roam the rails in search of an engine, and they whistle and wail. Now Henry looks scared. That sounds spooky. It was. But clever Emily wasn't worried. <sighs> Don't be such a pair of scaredy engines. There must be a perfectly sensible explanation. I hope so. I really do. The next morning, there was even more fog covering the island. Henry had been sent to pick up the pipes and take them to Vickerstown. On his way to the shunting yard, Henry couldn't stop thinking of Thomas's story about the flatbeds of fear. So he made up a little rhyme to make himself feel brave. I don't want to hear the flatbeds of fear. I don't want to hear the flatbeds of fear. But then... Henry heard a strange sound. Oh no! It's the flatbeds of fear! Henry stopped and looked around. Then he saw a cow in a field nearby. Henry realised that the strange sound was just the cow mooing. So Henry carried on with his journey, still feeling a little bit scared. Henry finally arrived at the shunting yard. He collected the flatbeds of pipes and headed on his way, still singing his little rhyme. I don't want to hear the flatbeds of fear. I don't want to hear the flatbeds of fear. Then Henry heard some whistling and some wailing. Oh no, that's not a cow in a field. 
It must be the flatbeds of fear. Henry pulled onto a siding and stopped. The eerie sound stopped too, but Henry was much too scared to go any further. Emily had to be called to take the flatbeds to Vickers Town. You are being very silly, Henry. There really are no such things as the flatbeds of fear. But there are. I heard them. Emily was coupled up to Henry's flatbeds of pipes. Nonsense. What did you actually hear? I heard a whistling and a wailing sound, just like Thomas said. Oh, well, I still think there must be a sensible explanation. Emily puffed happily along. She wasn't worried about a silly story. But then Emily heard something too. What's that noise? Emily stopped next to a siding that was hidden by bushes. Thomas, are you playing a trick on me? But Emily couldn't see Thomas hiding anywhere. Now Emily was scared, and she puffed away as fast as she could. But the whistling and wailing didn't go away. The scary sound seemed to be following her. Oh no! Maybe there isn't a sensible explanation. Maybe it really is the flatbeds of fear. Emily puffed faster and faster as she tried to get away. But then there was trouble. Emily raced around the bend too fast. The pipes clattered and came loose. They rolled off the flatbeds and crashed onto the ground. Emily stopped. Bubbling boilers. Emily listened, but the scary sound had gone. At least I can't hear the flatbeds of fear anymore. They must have gone away after another engine. Meanwhile, Thomas arrived at Brendam Docks. Have you got some more pipes ready for me, Cranky? Keep your fan alone, Thomas. Nearly done. As Cranky began loading more pipes onto the flatbeds, Salty pulled up next to Thomas. Ah, <laughs> there's a bit of a breeze whipping up me arties. <laughs> As the wind blew, Thomas heard the whistling and wailing sound again, and he began to feel scared. <gasps> oh no, it's the flatbeds of fear. Cranky laughed. And lowered his load of pipes nearer to Thomas. There are no flatbeds of fear. That's just the wind whistling through the pipes. Now Thomas could hear where the strange sound was coming from. Really? <laughs> you engines, salty. You said the whistling and wailing was the flatbeds of fear. Ah, that I did. But it might. Just have been the wind. Now Thomas understood. You were teasing us all along. Oh, <laughs> that's the way it is with us dockside diesels. <laughs> that night, Emily arrived back at the sheds, still feeling a little bit scared. Oh, Thomas, you were right. The flatbeds of fear are real. What do you mean? You're the one who was right. 
There was a sensible explanation. Really? But I heard the sound. What explanation? Thomas looked at Emily and Henry's worried faces. It was one of Salty's tall tales. That noise was just the wind blowing through the pipes. Emily and Henry were very happy to hear that. Oh, I see. I knew it had to be something. I wasn't really scared. But everyone knew that Emily really had been frightened by the silly story. So after that, nobody ever spoke about the flatbeds of fear again. Except Salty. And to this day, the flatbeds of fear roll the sodor rails looking for an engine to couple up to. <laughs> oh, Salty, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> the end. This episode is brought to you by Argos. Parents, you can bring all your favourite stories to life with Thomas and Friends toys, now available at Argos. Create exciting adventures, collect Thomas and all his friends, and explore the wonder of the island of Sodor. Find the Thomas and Friends toy range at Argos or online at argos.co.uk. Everyone was getting very excited on the island of Sodor because tomorrow was Halloween and there was going to be a Halloween party. There was even a prize for the largest pumpkin. And Sir Topham Hatt was feeling particularly confident. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm as happy as can be. He'd been tending to his pumpkin every day for the last month. Feeding and watering, and watering, and more watering. Today, he gave it a final inspection. Mm. Oh, very nice. Mm. And one last watering. Now there's a winning pumpkin if ever I saw one. Soon after, he assigned Percy the job of transporting his pumpkin to the party. Gordon overheard and found this funny. Oh dear, Percy, are you really so small that all you can carry is a vegetable? As Gordon left, Thomas comforted Percy. Don't listen to him, Percy. You may be smaller than Gordon on the outside, but you're bigger and stronger on the inside. Thank you, Thomas. I'm so big on the inside, I could pop. Thomas and Percy chuffed away, smiling. They didn't notice the pumpkin started to glow. That night, as Sir Topham Hatt dreamt of holding the trophy up high, something quite magical was happening down in his garden. The pumpkin started to swell. Then it wobbled. Then it stretched. And with every stretch, it glowed brighter and brighter. The following morning, Sir Topham Hatt went out to dig up his pumpkin, only to find it had grown beyond belief. Walloping watermelons! My pumpkin is enormous! So enormous, in fact, it had broken through his white picket fence and blocked the railway track. 
That will cause confusion and delay. I must remove it at once. So Sir Topham Hatt tried to dig it out, but it was too deep. So he tied a rope around it and tried to pull it out. But as hard as he tried, it would not budge. Oh dear. Trick or treat, Topham? Asked Sir Topham Hatt's mother, Dowager Hatt, who was coming through the front door carrying Halloween sweets. Mmm, licorice spiders, my favourite treat. Although, I think they'll have to wait. This pumpkin's playing a bit of a trick on me. Sir Topham Hatt asked Dowager Hatt if she would help. And she too pulled on the rope. But as hard as she and Sir Topham tried, the pumpkin still wouldn't budge. Oh, that pumpkin is well and truly in. Can I help, sir? Asked Thomas, who had to stop because the pumpkin was blocking his track. Ah, Thomas, just the tank engine I need. If I don't get this pumpkin out of the ground, there'll be confusion and delay, and I'll be late for the party. Sir Topham had tied the rope around Thomas's buffer plate and took up his position at the front of the line. OK, Thomas, on the count of three, pull. One, two, three, pull! <laughs> Thomas also pulled on the rope. But as hard as he, Dowager Hat and Sir Topham Hat tried, the pumpkin still would not budge. Oh, oh dear, oh dear. Oh, now, that's a funny thing if ever I saw one. <laughs> Said Mr Bubbles the Clown, who was also on his way to the Halloween party. You should try some of my special bubble liquid. That'll make it nice and slippery. <laughs> oh, excellent idea. Once the pumpkin had been covered in bubble liquid, Mr Bubbles also took hold of the rope. OK, everyone, on the count of three, pull. One, two, a three, a pull! But as hard as he, Thomas, Dowager Hat and Sir Topham Hat tried, and as much as squeaky bubbles filled the air, the pumpkin still wouldn't budge. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. That's when James appeared. Oh, dear indeed. Ordinarily, James wouldn't offer to help, being so busy with much more important jobs. But seeing as his track was blocked by a pumpkin, Thomas, a clown and lots of bubbles, he didn't really have much choice. James, grab hold of that rope and give it a good tug. Um, yes, sir. So James also pulled on the rope. But as hard as he, Mr Bubbles, Thomas, Dowager Hat and Sir Topham Hat tried, the pumpkin still wouldn't budge. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. My, that's a scary pumpkin, said a scarecrow riding a horse-drawn cart. Well, it wasn't a real scarecrow. It was Farmer McCall, dressed up as one. He was also going to the party. And next to him sat a ghost and a witch. You've come just in the nick of time. Now, if you and your horse and the ghost and the witch all help pull, then with a little bit of magic, we might just do it, said Sir Topham Hat, hopefully. Right you are, sir. 
And with that, Farmer McCall tied the rope around his horse's harness. And they all gave a great heave. <laughs> but as hard as he, his horse, the ghost, the witch, Mr. Bubbles, James, Thomas, Dowager Hat and Sir Topham Hat tried, the pumpkin still wouldn't budge. Oh, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Make way for the mightiest of engines, declared Gordon, the big express engine, who had also been forced to stop. Ha! A simple tug from me and I will have it free in an instant, he boasted as he grabbed hold of the rope, then giving it a mighty tug. But as mightily as he, Farmer McCall, Farmer McCall's horse, the ghost, the witch, Mr. Bubbles, James, Thomas, Dowager Hat and Sir Topham Hat tried, the pumpkin still would not budge. Oh, I give up. That's when Percy came up behind them all. Let me through, please. I have to take Sir Topham Hat and his pumpkin to the Halloween party. Oh, oh, Percy, I don't think we'll be going anywhere. My pumpkin is well and truly stuck. Not even the mighty Gordon could pull it free. Maybe I could help too, sir? What? A little engine like you, Percy? Oh, I doubt you would make any difference. If I couldn't pull it free, then you most certainly won't. I might be small on the outside, Gordon, but I am big and strong on the inside, said Percy, inhaling so much he could pop. That's the spirit, Percy. Come on, couple up behind Gordon and help us pull. Coupled up, sir. Ready, everyone? It's now or never. On the count of three, pull. One, two, three, pull! And with that, Percy started to pull. And he pulled Gordon and Farmer McCall and Farmer McCall's horse and the witch and the ghost and James and Mr Bubbles and Thomas and Dowager Hat and Sir Topham Hat. And all of a sudden... The enormous pumpkin came free. Hit out! It's out! The pumpkin is well and truly out! Oh, well done, Percy! And now that the tracks were unblocked, the railway could return to normal. Gordon, wanting to avoid any indignity, hurried away, muttering to himself, It only came out because I already loosened it. And Sir Topham Hatt thanked everyone for their enormous help. Now, let's get to that party. Percy proudly carried the pumpkin to the party, where it was declared to be the most enormous pumpkin ever. And Sir Topham Hatt was given first prize. Oh, what an unexpected treat. Oh, speaking of which, I'll have one of those licorice spiders now. Hmm... And Percy was congratulated for being the smallest, strongest engine that ever pulled a pumpkin out of the ground. The end. Listen out for other adventures with Thomas and Friends Storytime. Parents, if you like what you heard, 
like, review and subscribe to our channel. Tell your friends too. Thomas & Friends is a registered trademark of Ghislaine Thomas Limited.